evening, and welcome to the Dimitro Destinations podcast. As usual, I am joined by my lovely and talented co-host, Carrie. Hello. And tonight, we are going to talk about the uh, most recent trip we took that was sort of uh, weather-inspired, we might say. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And... uh, then also, we're going to quickly talk about, we are about to uh, take our last Costco trip and finish up our uh, numbers 29 through 32 of the last uh, Costco's in Washington. Definitely. Kind of a bittersweet ending. Yep. It's been a Let's lot of fun. It. Yep. So, uh, Carrie, where did, where did we go most recently? We went to, what it was, the North Cascades National Park. Yes. Which was nice. It was a very long, maybe even longer drive. Um, if you use the awesome National Parks app, it gives you a lot of great information about like that National Park. And the cool thing is you can download it all to your phone. And then if you don't have a service, which most of that area, we didn't have a service, um, we were still able to read all about the... Uh, National Park and everything it had to offer. The downside though was the address that they put for that National Park was actually a tiny office in what was it, Cedro Woolley? Yep. That was nowhere near the uh, actual National Park. So Yeah, it was like uh, 35 like 35 miles away actually. Yeah. So and it was like a business office or something, right? Yeah, and it was closed, so you couldn't even go in, and, like, we really had no idea what was going on. We uh, stuck everything in ways, and it was like, oh, you're an hour away, and we're like, no, we're not. This is the address it gave. Um, So we decided that we should probably just follow ways and not use that address, but it all worked out, because then we found that cute little, uh, it wasn't a state park. Do you remember what it was called? Yeah, it was a county park, um, and I uh, I actually have the list here. Um, but yeah, it was it was a county park, um, and it was like a veterans memorial park, right? Um, for that the county had constructed. But uh, yeah, it had it had good bathrooms and mm-hmm. de- decent accessible parking, and I think there was actually a frisbee golf course there. That yeah. And they said there was a nice walking trail also. Uh, We didn't explore any of that because it was, what, 100 degrees outside. So we used the restroom, got back in the car, um, and then continued our long drive onto the National Park. The one thing we didn't mention about this trip is because it was so hot out, it was one of the hottest days here in Washington for us. We ended up bringing the dog with us so he didn't have to sit at home and swelter with very little air conditioning and stuff like that. So that was nice that he got to go along with us. Yeah, so that uh, that county park was called Northern State Veterans Memorial Recreation Area. There you go. Yeah, it was, it was really nice having a nice parking lot and the bathrooms are very accessible and clean, and I really enjoyed it. 
yeah. So yeah, as I uh, as I quickly mentioned before, this whole trip was sort of weather inspired uh, mm-hmm. because we got hit with two days of not only unseasonably hot, re- you know, weather, but uh, actually record not only record for the days, but we broke the 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 hottest day that had ever been recorded in Western Washington, and we hit. Uh, I think the official temperature was like 116. It was crazy. Yeah. It was it was nice out because we took my car, so I had the air conditioning. Kermy had his bed in the back seat, so he was all camped out and happy back there. And yeah. I didn't have to drive, so I enjoyed that. I, uh, for once, let Mike actually drive my car, yep. which I don't do often because I hate having to readjust everything. Because he's a button pusher. Well, I do adjust the seat in the mirrors at least. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, it was a good trip. So the first stop we made was at like the visitor center, I think, right? Yeah. So once once we got to the park, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. We we actually went to the. This park is a little bit unusual um, as compared to the other national parks we've been to, where it's not really one contiguous area sort of broken up and there's not like a, a key entrance. They don't charge a, uh, they don't charge an admission fee. Right. It's just, uh, it's just sort of, it's almost more similar to like a, um, a national forest or a national, you know, wilderness area where there's, you're kind of in and out of it the whole day. Um, but yeah, we went directly to the visitor center which actually worked out well because they had a bunch of uh, a bunch of their rangers set up in a in a little pavilion there and gave us some information and things like that. Yeah, and that was cool. And the nice thing about taking my car is it has that remote start. So when we both had to get out of the car but couldn't take the dog, we were able to remote start the car. So he still had the air conditioning. But it was completely locked. No one could get into it. No one would be able to drive away. So he actually got treated like a king for most of that trip. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, so we, we went to the visitor center there and mm-hmm. kind of quickly popped into the, the little gift shop, uh, whatever, you know, there, ran around there, used the bathrooms there. And then we actually took the... Uh, there was like a boardwalk that went behind the visitor center and we were able to see uh, part of the reservoir and a waterfall uh, from there in the Ross Lake. They call it Ross Lake uh, wilderness area. No, that was the second stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The first one we saw the piece of the glacier. Right. Yeah, You're right though. It did have that boardwalk, which is nice. So I was able to, uh, take my scooter down with us. Didn't have to do any off-roading or anything on it, which was nice. Um, But yeah, the next stop is where it had the nice paved path the whole way up the side of the hill. Um, It was very accessible for the two of us. And we had the dog. He walked so much on that trip. I don't know if he is recovered yet because it was a lot of walking for him. Yep. And a lot of jumping in and out of the car. Yeah. But he was a trooper. He hung in there. And 
It was funny when we were coming down from that second stop of that nice long walk. Um, there was these two dogs that were kind of not really close to the car, but kind of standing in an area where you could see a car. And they were going nuts. And for some reason, Kermit was just ignoring them, which is not like him at all. Yeah, so very, kinda... <laughs> very <laughs> uncharacteristic of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was kind of nice that he was able to uh, enjoy himself and not really have to worry about other people or dogs. He kind of just ignored them. I think though he was just really tired. Yeah, he was. We, uh, you know, of course, uh, we kept, you know, we kept giving him water. And basically, anytime we'd stop and we'd get back in the car or whatever. But I think his favorite thing was every time I would pull pull a uh, bottle of water or a soda out of the cooler for us, I would take a chunk of ice and put it in his dog bed with him, and he would just lick on that and munch on it, and he was he was really in, enjoying it. Yep. Definitely. So yeah, it was a really good trip. Once we, uh, you know, got out there and drove around. What was that third stop? Where did we go? Where it was like finally under a hundred. It was like ninety six. Um. So that was actually that was yeah. I wanted to talk about that because that was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. We ended up actually seeing snow, even though the outside temperature was ninety six degrees. And um, we took a picture of that. We'll have to post that on our Facebook. Yes, we most certainly will. We most certainly will post that one. Um, there wasn't a lot of snow, but no, just that in the you shade. really couldn't get around. Well, it was more of a parking lot than like a park. The uh, National Park app said that it had an accessible trail, but when we found out that the bathrooms were closed, it was just easier to not a stick around. Yeah, so they call that area the uh, the Steckin Loop at Rainy Pass. Right. So, yeah, was... it was it was cool. It was nice. And surprisingly, there were quite a few people that were there. Yeah. Yeah. Our our whole plan for the day, basically, since the uh, since the house doesn't have air conditioning, we just have the the window units in the bedroom and in the living room that barely kept up. Um, we Our whole plan was basically to spend pretty much all of daylight in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked really well. We were in the car for, uh, overall, we were gone about 10 and a half hours. Well, yeah, because we didn't get back to the house until, what, around 8.30 or so? Yep, yep. And actually, we... We got home to determine that there was a a small power interruption that then when it came back on, the uh, air conditioners blew blew the circuit breakers they were on. And right. uh, so the air conditioners didn't didn't turn back on when the power came back on. Um, so our house was sweltering hot. So yeah, I think ended- it was like 99 degrees or something in there. Yeah. So we ended up going down, spending that, spend the night at your mom's because she had the air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. And it was a really good thing at that point that we had taken the dog because poor thing would have been sweltering in the house by himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, we did go down to mom's and slept down there because she is nice enough to let us use her guest bedroom. For the most part, we can usually get our room fairly cool at night. 
So we don't have to go down there often, but at the point that the power had been out for so long, there was just not any chance for that room to catch up that night. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a big hill for it to climb. And even to the next day when it started to calm down, you could feel that air conditioning was working harder than it really wanted to. Yep, definitely. So that was the, uh, that actually completed our, it completed the third and final uh, national park in Washington. So we've now yep. seen all three of them. Exactly. And we actually started our next challenge on that trip because we drove by a state park. Yeah. So tell us what's our next challenge, Carrie. So the next challenge, we're not going to put a time frame on just because there's so many. But we have decided that we would like to go to every state park within Washington State, both Western Washington and Eastern Washington. And so we started out, I actually looked up to see how many state parks there were. And according to the Washington State Park website, there's a 160 of them. So we have a long ways to go. Um, but we did visit the Rockport State Park. Um, they used to have camping there, but it looks like they had some pretty rough weather. Um, so all their camping sites are now covered in trees and it's all closed. So we didn't really get out and do much. We just drove around. Um, and then, of course, we had to take our picture to... Uh, signify that we have been there and that's what we're going to do so at the end we have not only the date that we were there um, but also a picture showing that we were there as well just to kind of document that we've been to all of them and we have driven through quite a few of the different state parks in Washington but we've never kept track so we're going to make sure even the ones that we have been to we're going to go and visit those yeah certainly and they're all they're all so different. They're also, uh, you know, every. I mean, they vary in size. They vary in what they offer. And uh, right. I think I think one sort of unique perspective that we're gonna we're gonna keep on these state parks is it's gonna be interesting for us to see uh, really how accessible they all are. Yeah. Um, because like Deception Pass, when we were up there, we followed the accessible trail but there was like a several hundred year uh, old maple tree that was actually destroying that trail and, and made it actually kind of unsafe in part of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, not kind of very unsafe. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky that I was in my scooter and it is a little more rugged than I was able to go around it. But if somebody were to try and take a wheelchair on that um, route, they would have had to then turn around. Which you would have been able to do, but then you wouldn't have got to enjoy the whole whole trail. So, yeah. hopefully exactly. they'll be able to get in there someday and get that fixed. You did write to them and on their Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we hit them up on their social media a couple different ways. And, you know, I think, uh, like anything else, you know, the state the state parks are probably strapped for cash. And they, you know, it's probably a huge project to get a... Uh, a licensed arborist in there and either take out that huge tree or build, you know, relocate the trail around it or something. So it's like, yeah, it's a huge problem, but it's probably also a huge, uh, 
the solution is is also probably something that takes a lot of effort and time and resources. Right, right. So we have uh, we have three Costco's left: uh, yep. Wenatchee, and then Spokane and North Spokane. Um, and we're gonna wrap those up this upcoming weekend. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna hit Wenatchee first, and then um, go. Sorry, I'm distracted by the crazy neighbors on the side of the road. Um, yeah, so we're gonna hit Wenatchee first, and then we're gonna see the night in Spokane. And then the next day, hit up both Spokane locations. They're not too far apart, so they'll be doable in one day. We just don't want to try to do all three Costco's in one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll go over on Sunday, and then Monday we'll hit the two in Spokane. And then uh, we'll come home Tuesday morning. Yep. And that'll that'll finish up our Costco's. We'll post some... uh, some pictures, and I'll probably post the uh, post the spreadsheet that we used to kind of encapsulate all that as the, as the dog goes and chases neighbors. See, I'm on not the, the only one distracted by them. On the other side of the fence. Um, we're, if anybody hears any wind noise or the occasional car, we're sitting on our back deck because, frankly, it's too nice to sit inside. Exactly. So, we just uh, finished up dinner, and now... Uh, I finished my salted caramel cider, and you're working on your, uh, or salted caramel stout, and you're working on, what is it, a boysenberry cider over there? A boysen apple cider, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... So, as we're coming to the end of the Costco's, um, I think, I think this Costco trip was really worth it. I think that it, it was, uh, you know, it sort of started as a, okay, great, Costco's make a great rest stop. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting not only to see the stores, but it's exposed us to or it's forced us to go into, uh, you know, kind of corners of Washington that we drive through rather than spend any time in. Well, yeah, because you really hadn't been too much of eastern Washington. I mean, when you drove over to Boomer Shoot, you... Uh drove through it, but you never really had a reason to stop and look around. Yeah. Well, and even uh, even areas like uh, like Vancouver that, I mean, from just from my parents living down in Portland and me growing up down there and, yeah. you know, commuting up to you, we had driven through Vancouver hundreds of times and I had never stopped at either of those Costco's and, mm-hmm. you know, milled, milled around Vancouver and uh, Clark County there a little bit. I have... Uh, been around Clark County because that's where I went to school for a while, but um, never to the Costco's. The nice thing about those Costco's was the um, cheap gas. Well, yeah. Like 30 cents cheaper than everywhere yeah. else. It was like 25 or 30 cents cheaper than anywhere else, including on the other side of the river in Portland. And I never really figured out why because it was so much cheaper even than other Vancouver stations, but uh, hey, uh, we'll take it when we can get it, right? Exactly. So yeah, then that was a nice trip because that was kind of a rainy day too, so we escaped the weather. And that's really kind of what has inspired all of these is 
it just gets so warm that it's fun to take the road trips and enjoy the AC in the car. Yeah. So I did want to reach out um, and sort of call out call out one listener and then uh, encourage encourage other folks to share their stories with us. We got reached out to this past week by uh, my friend Brandon, who who we oh, talked hi. about on the Boomer Shoot episode, and our episode our our uh, Costco adventure has sort of inspired him and his wife to uh, take a similar take a similar challenge of creating a bunch of points uh, in their home state of Utah, um, and they're going to try and visit or they're going to visit. Uh, one destination in all of uh, Utah's 29 counties. And I think that they set some basic rules as far as, uh, as far as like, you know, what counts as a destination and how they're going to do that. And we may have him on a, on a future episode to talk about that adventure. But we, I personally love to hear when something we're doing inspires mm-hmm. somebody else or, or what other people are doing for their adventures, you know? So right. uh, definitely reach out to us on social media. Let us know, you know, what your, uh, what your road trip plans are. If you've done uh, similar road trip missions like this, whether it be, you know, visiting, uh, visiting each County or visiting Costco's or whatever it may be. Right. Well, one thing that I've done in the past with my sister is um, when she was living back east, we decided one day, because we kind of ran out of things to do, to go and visit, was it, I think, 11 Walmarts in one day, all within, like, I think it was between Massachusetts, Maine, and New Hampshire, because they're all, like, so small. And so that was fun. That was a great little um, adventure that her and I had. And then we stopped and made sure that we bought something at each one so that we had all the receipts. So I've done similar things like this in the past. So it's a lot of fun to, to really be able to do them and of course to be able to do them with you as well. Yeah, certainly. And I'd love to hear, uh, you know, folks from other part of the country, uh, if you're if you're in the south and you want to try and visit all the waffle houses or something like that, that could be a fun adventure. That would be <laughs> fun. And if you guys have any ideas of things for us to do here in Washington, we're always open for other ideas as well. Yeah, certainly, especially with the state parks, um, you know, because there's 160 of them, and mm-hmm. you know, probably I don't know, 30 or 40 of them we're at least vaguely familiar with because either we've been there, or we. We know folks that have been there, um, right. but you know if there's if there's a state park that's your favorite, if there's something right near a state park that you're like, hey, don't miss this when you're in the area, of course, reach out to us. Let us know what you think, um, and we're we're gonna do a pretty standard job of, uh, you know, a pretty uh, templated job of, of taking some pictures, sharing the those, and of course, we will uh, make sure to uh, post those on social media. Yeah. And keep you guys updated here. Alrighty, any final thoughts before we wrap up, Carrie? Nothing from me. All right. Well, we will be back. Um, we're going to record our next episode from Spokane after we finish that uh thirty second Costco, and that'll be kind of that'll be our first uh, episode that we re- record on location, probably from our hotel. Mm. Um, 
in that one. And we're going to post a bunch of pictures along with this episode of our North Cascades trip and uh, what's coming up. So until then, I will talk to you later. Uh, please uh, enjoy your destinations and, and find destinations in your area and outside your area, of course, as well. 